Hey guys, welcome back to the Max Benz Business Podcast. Today I have a very special guest, but before I jump into that, uh, if you guys like the content I'm putting out, the people I'm interviewing, you know, please, you know, like, subscribe, uh, leave a review, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, without further ado, uh, today's guest is Jeremy uh, Lumsden. So he's the CEO and founder of Lumsden uh, Recruiting. So Lumsden Recruiting offers Com uh, companies, a customized and personal recruiting solution, uh, focusing on helping companies find great people in IT, robotics, manufacturing, accounting, and finance. It's great having you on the show, Jeremy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Max. Awesome, awesome. So uh, why don't we jump right into this uh, with a little bit of intro, you know, about who you are, uh, where'd you grow up, and what sort of got you into HR? Sure. Um, so I grew up just outside of Ottawa in Toronto Place. Um, Definitely a pretty small town. So I did my first year in Toronto and was like shocked by the size of that city. So Ottawa was kind of a comfort zone for me. It was like a nice in-between. Um, and then I started recruiting, working in a bakery at the Superstore. And uh, all of a sudden, I, like, I really loved it. And I was recruiting for all those the Superstores in Ottawa. And then I went agency for a little while and um, decided that I could, uh, I could try my hand at consulting and offer a better service. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so just pretty much what I've gathered from you, like your LinkedIn, your, uh, and your, uh, company website. Uh, so you, you went into uh, Algonquin college for international business and then you decided to make the switch to HR, uh, and sort of the recruiting side. So what, what sort of like personal attributes sort of made you do that switch and sort of how, how did you sort of find your passion of jumping into, uh, you know, HR and helping people and helping companies find, you know, great people, uh, for their business. So I think the switch, or the motivation to switch actually came while I was working uh, in my first recruiting job at the Superstore. And uh, I was working so closely with HR and I was handling the recruiting for that store. And then I was like, this is awesome. I just get to talk to people all day and kind of hear what their story is. And like, why wouldn't I want to do this more? So I switched over to HR. Okay, okay, awesome. Awesome. And uh, so w w was that switch sort of hard with the international business side? Like you're already down the path and did you find it quite difficult to make that switch? Or was it like when you sort of realized that, nah, this is something I really want to do, like it was sort of easier just to sort of jump in and start doing it? Yeah, like I think traditionally uh, from Algonquin's perspective, it's probably a difficult thing because they were like, oh, you have all these credits in this major. And so like if you switch majors, you don't get any of that credit anymore. And I was like, yeah, well, that's what's happening. So uh, so we did it and uh, it was it was a great idea. <laughs> I'm definitely not upset about it at all. <laughs> okay, okay, awesome. So uh, with like uh, an HR like uh, degree uh, or diploma, um, what what are some uh, what are some things that you cover in that course? Uh, you know that are like because I, I, I've never really dealt with uh, too much HR. Uh, in my personal life experience. So just like for people that maybe have, you know, that are probably younger, like somebody who's been in a company a while, probably dealt with HR, uh, you know, in different circumstances and stuff. Uh, but let's say somebody's younger, he doesn't really know what HR is. What, what, what is like the, what, what is the point of having HR? So it starts kind of broad because it talks about uh, workplace law and like labor relations kind of stuff and like workplace health and safety and all of these fundamentals. Um, I, I kind of specialized a lot more. I think I only took one recruiting course in school actually. And then I just like decided that uh, I was going to be recruiting. Um, so there, there aren't really many courses that are focused on recruiting. There's a re uh, registered professional recruiter is one of them. Um, but I don't even really know that many people who have it. I know one person. Um, so it's definitely, I think something uh, recruiting is kind of like a 
function of HR that I think you can really learn on the go, um, but you have to have the passion. Um, I mean, working in agencies is a great place to get the volume for recruiting and learn what's going on, but it's, it's definitely a grind. It's a sales environment, just like any other. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So w with that, uh, you know, like, l l let's refer to a startup now. A startup probably maybe doesn't have um, the, you know, the funds to bring on an HR sort of like specialist uh, at the beginning of a company. Uh, so w what could a company do at the beginning stages to really focus on building uh, like good, like, well, by, by HR, that, that, that's human relations, right? So it's like having a good culture in your business, uh, making sure like people like what they're doing, having the right people for the job type, all that sort of good stuff. Uh, so what, what could somebody do? Let's say, you know, it's just a two man, you know, a two man or two girl team uh, or like, you know, a couple people and there's no really buddy that's specialized into HR. Well, what could they do to create like a good culture and a good like HR environment? And so this is the reason that I like consulting so much is because like these small companies may not have a budget to take someone on full time. So I can come on in a part time fashion or in project based kind of work and really help them with whatever issues they're talking about. Um, so culture is uh, something that's changing a lot for sure, because so many companies are just working remotely at this point. And uh, so the change has uh, happened where, um, you know, we may put a lot more more resources or may have previously into creating an awesome office environment where that is not so much the relevance for a lot of people working with the company. So you need to figure out a way to make those culture changes online. Um, so, you know, regular meetings, um, I like the beer clock things on Friday, but you know, it's not everyone's cup of tea. So you have to try different stuff and kind of see what works. Um, you know, we did one event with uh, an escape room kind of thing. It's like an online escape room. Um, wasn't my favorite, but it was, a, it's cool to try different stuff. Um, and I think, you know, when you kind of open up that collaboration and constant, uh, communication and kind of working on things that are outside of your work duties, it really kind of facilitates that. Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, like, so not just like, you know, let's say you show up for work, you go to work and that's it. And then you have no other connection with like the business at all. Really. It's like doing like sort of having stuff outside of business hours that can actually build a better team and like team cohesion, right. And communication between other members of the team and people actually start to really uh, know people on a lot on a more like personal level, right. By doing like these activities, like you're saying. Uh, so now jumping to, yeah, uh, I've seen that. You, sorry. Did you want to add something at all or no, no, go ahead. Okay. Follow you. Uh, so yeah, so well, I, I've seen that you 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 have quite a uh, quite a bit of experience uh, working in different companies as uh, you know a recruiter in H and in the HR space. Uh, so what have you seen from working at these different companies? Uh, how has HR affected the business? Uh, and what are some things that you saw that you really liked that these companies? You don't have to mention the names or anything, but just like in uh, you know like retrospect. Uh, so what did you notice that you really liked about like how they ran their HR department and what are some things that, you know, that they could have improved on? So, um, yeah, it, that's a, that's a solid question. I like that. Um, so I would say the approach to companies and their HR relations is really different from one to the next. Um, so what I really appreciate is when they can integrate HR and really make that like a constant part of their day. Um, so, I mean, you know, meeting with some uh, higher level people on like a regular sort of cycle really allows me to be more effective at my job. Um, and 
you know, there's some companies that want to do that and some that are like, listen, just do your thing and like, let me know when you're done. That doesn't really work. Um, I can, I can try, but like, I'm not going to find the results that you want unless we have that collaboration. Right. So just, just like an employee working in your company, a consultant needs to kind of see what's happening as well. Um, so if you, if you kind of keep them towards the outside, it doesn't really work. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, and, and that's very understandable. And from other people that I've sort of interviewed, uh, it's like, um, to sort of keep talent, you have to be like, you, you your business has to be HR focused. You can't just, you know, you can't just be like, yeah, do your thing. And you know, I'll, I'll be back or whatever. Right. You sort of like, unless like, I, I don't know, but like for some people it works, but for the majority people want to know that like, as like, you know, let's say a manager or a CEO that you're actually, you care about that individual and you care what they're doing. You care about their work and you care uh, what's happening in their life instead of just being like, here, this is your assignment. You know, let me know when it's done sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm actually going to paraphrase Gary V, which is like, I can't believe I'm doing that. Anyway, um, he, uh, talks about like when you have people work for your company, you're actually working for them. You need to motivate them to be contributing to your company and give them a reason for that. Um, which I think just adds a whole new perspective, um, which is, it's super valuable. Yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I, I'm, I, I guess you're a big fan of Gary V. I, I'm a big fan of Gary V myself. Uh, and, and he sort of recognizes himself as sort of like uh, an HR, you know, CEO. He, he's very people focused, very, you know, culture focused, very focused on bringing great talent into the business, which is going to help the business grow exponentially, but also keeping that talent instead of, you know, having a high turnover rate, you know, bringing people in, losing people, bringing people in, losing people and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so jumping to culture, like, you know, that, that word gets thrown around a lot. Like, you know, everybody's like, oh, you got to create a good culture. You got to create a good culture, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, but like, I, I sort of see that as that just comes down to the fundamental of just like caring for your employees. Right. Uh, so what, like, um, and or, or what, what, what would you say actually? Yeah, I, I would say I generally agree with that. And so just like a person grows and changes, uh, culture is going to have to change as well. Um, and it's, it's about keeping that, yeah, that kind of touch on your employees and feeling, you know, what their needs might be at a particular time and kind of going with the flow. Um, you know, a strategy that worked two years ago isn't necessarily going to work today. Um, there's definitely some advantages from it. You can learn, but uh, that's part of the process, right? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. So uh, now jumping to your business, what what sort of prompted you uh, to start your own company, right? Uh, like, what did you see in the market that you're thinking, hey, you know, I can actually do this a lot better? Uh, what, so what, what, what? Yeah, so like, what what sort of made you sort of make that jump? So uh, I think I basically stopped believing in the work I was doing in agencies, and I was I was I wasn't effective at it anymore. Um, it's really high sales. It's really transactional. Um, you're basically selling a person to a company with a really huge fee attached. Um, and so I was like, this doesn't even solve a thing. Like this company Wait, so, needs a software developer. Sorry. So actually to jump that in more detail. So, uh, so with like, so that's what you sort of saw with like most big agencies that was just more down to like, Hey, you know, we get this person and we're just trying to sell, you know, the contract to uh, another business. And, and what, what I, I think you might've broken up there a bit. Well, but what did you mean by the, it was like a B or something or a B attachment or something like that? Or what, what, what were you meaning by that? Um, it was, uh, so I saw, I, I'm not sure actually what I just said. It might've it might been that it was really transactional. 
Um, yeah. So I felt like it, uh, your ability to create deep relationships with clients is a little harder, um, especially when you have a huge fee attached with one person, right? Oh, so you don't end up solving it. Yeah, yeah. So, no, so you no, don't no. end up yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you you. Yeah, solving yeah. like a long-term problem for them because their problem is like, I can't find a software developer. So really, if you get to dig in there, you get to find, okay, like why maybe are we not attracting the right people or what can we do better to recruit effectively in our own company? Um, as opposed to just like, I'm going to pay, you know, 30 grand for a software developer or something, which doesn't really solve your problem. It gives you a software developer which is like, you know, a bandaid, I guess at the time, but yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That, that, that's what you sort of saw was that like, um, the agencies weren't really diving into the problem of like what that, what the client had with, uh, you know, th they need to bring somebody on like a software developer, but they needed a certain type of person. Cause like, you know, it, like th there's tons of software developers out there. It's having somebody that actually fits the business. Uh, you know, the software developer that actually fits your business and clicks well with that business. Right. And that, that's the piece that for me, I felt like I couldn't do effectively when I was operating under the assumption that everyone in Ottawa was my client. That doesn't make sense. No, not everyone in Ottawa is my client. Um, and then all of a sudden I was like competing against these people in the agency I was working with because they were like, oh, like you can't talk to my clients or my, uh, my candidates. And I was like, why am I working here? Like I'm competing with you working here. Why, why wouldn't I just like leave? So I did. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's the, that, that's the thing I, I hear a lot with, uh, with like when you get into that sales culture is trying to breed competition, but not to a level where, uh, people are starting to fight and like fight each other for contracts and stuff. Cause that doesn't like that, 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 that never really works out. Cause then it just builds like, you know, resentment towards each other instead of working as a team. Right. Um, so yeah you know, different agencies have different styles and I don't want to, I don't want to like put a rush or paint a broad stroke across all agencies. Cause I think, you know, there are some really good recruiters and agencies out there, but for me, it just wasn't a style that was fitting. And I felt like I could contribute a lot more value this way. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So the, why don't you take me through actually making that transition and making that jump, um, into that field. So how, how did you sort of do that? Let, let, let's say for somebody who actually is listening to this and is maybe actually a recruiter themselves, uh, or works in HR and they're thinking like, you know what, I, I actually don't like working in this business anymore. Um, uh, it's not fulfilling to me. And I sort of want to make the jump to starting my own thing. How, how did you actually go about doing that? Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely a risky move. Uh, I took, I took the savings I had and I, uh, threw it into going back to school. Um, so I actually like put myself in debt a little bit, um, and, uh, but it was worth it. Like I was, I was back in school and I was, uh, you know, I think thinking really differently than I was while I was working just in a sales grind. Um, and then my non-competes also expired. So all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, I can like do this. And so being in a sales environment, um, you're, you're used to, uh, making money based on the sales and business you do. So that concept actually was not scary to me at all. I was like, okay, well, I'll just do it then. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and you actually mentioned something really interesting there is like that, that, that would probably be a question that people would have would be like, I want to make the jump, but I have a do not compete. Right. Well, like, how do I get, you know, how would I get around that? And a great way, what you did is like, well, I'm just like, I, I, I can't, you know, I, I can't go break this do not compete, but I can go back to school or do something in the meantime that I can actually put, uh, you know, help with, uh, personal development 
and which is going to help me when I go back into, you know, starting your own business. Uh, so when you went back into like, when you started your own business, uh, how did you go about finding clients? Like what were your sort of, you know, prospecting strategies that you used? Was it like LinkedIn? Was it calling, pre, uh, you know, maybe previous clients or something like that? Uh, networking at events or how, how did you actually sort of go about it? Yeah, a little bit of uh, I, I like to keep it all in the mix because like, uh, honestly, I was I was pretty new to the consulting space. So I wasn't sure what sales tactic was going to be the most effective for me. And it's something I'm still figuring out, to be honest with you. Um, so I think the most effective thing for me was networking and kind of seeing where the opportunities were based on that. Um, but like, you know, one of the big things that we did in agencies was like, we would uh, see who's posting for whatever kind of uh, role, like a software developer. And I was like, oh, well, I have a software developer. So now I'm going to call that company. So um, still taking a look and seeing, you know, who's hiring and who's doing these things kind of gives you an idea of like where, um, you know, you might be able to contribute some value, but you're looking for different stuff at that point, right? You're not just looking for someone who wants to hire a software developer. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and, and the interesting thing with that is like, I, I, I don't know if this is right, but I, I, I believe that you would have the leverage if you have the connection uh, to, uh, you know, the software developers or, you know, like, let's say the, uh, I don't know, financial analysis, uh, analyzers or something like that, or like, uh, you know, the actual employees, right. And you have a good relationship with those. That means you have the leverage. Is it one, like with this business, is it like you want to have more, um, like not, not to say like control, but like more influence in the, you know, employee side or employer's side that actually helps you grow your business. And so this is actually probably where having some agency perspective really helped me. Um, and like, it was kind of ingrained to me back like a while ago in my first agency, like when you have to think about it as like, it's really weird to think about it this way, but, um, it does kind of help put it in perspective. Um, candidates are your product and that's like what you're selling. So your value comes out of having those networks and that base. Um, now the difference is I'm not like calling a company and being like, I have a candidate that you really need to talk to. I'm calling them and I'm like basically selling myself and I'm like saying, listen, like, I think there's some valuable work that we can do here. And like, I would love to help you do it. Um, so it's, it's sort of a, a change, but at the end of the day, the value is candidates. That's what everyone wants. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that makes sense. Right. Like to, to like, I, I don't know if you heard this from Gary V, but Gary V uh, says a lot. He says like, if, if, if you want to take your business to like 10 million to a hundred million or uh, like that, that, that's a big jump. But he says it, it all comes down to people, right? It's having the right people in your business, having the, cause that, that like, there's only so much one person can do in your business. Right. And you need to bring on new yep. people, uh, new people that are passionate, effective. And it's, and to be honest, like it's, it's, it's hard to find the right person that, you know, the right person that's motivated, passionate about the, you know, the vision that you want to create, uh, and is also has the technical skills. Like there's a lot of stuff you have to juggle, right. And also clicks. Mm -hmm. with the group. So it's, 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 it's a pretty complex process to find like just the right person that's actually going to do well for the business, uh, and isn't going to, you know, join on for, let's say a year or something and then leave, which is nothing wrong with that because people make their own transitions, but you know, you'd probably want to have somebody that stays longer and actually is uh, ingrained to growing that business. Or, or, or what would you say for that instance? Yeah, I definitely think, you know, making sure that you have the right people that are going to contribute to what you're trying to do with your business is definitely uh, the way to go. 
But again, I'll bring it back to you have to make sure that they have incentive to want to stay with your business or want to contribute to that growth. And so um, I'm currently a one man show right now. I'm kind of doing everything and I'm trying to figure out what that looks like a little bit. But, you know, the long term goal is that I hire people for different functions within that company. Um, I just I need to do those things a little bit so I know what I'm actually hiring. Yeah, like, yeah, true. it's it's hard for me to evaluate a person marketing if I've never tried to market my company. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and understand like, uh, you, you need to. I was actually talking to uh, this was a, a U.S. real estate developer, and he was talking about pretty much uh, as like a syndicator and real estate developer. It's like you're pretty much uh, the it's an orchestra, right? And you're the conductor, right? So it's like. Uh, you don't know how to play, let's say the violin, but you know how it should sound, you know how it should be, and you know how, when it should come in and when it shouldn't come in. Uh, and that's what you sort of really need to understand. Um, so yeah, like the, uh, but yeah, like, like you're saying is like, you sort of need to taste everything to really understand uh, what you need to do. Um, so with that, like what, what have you seen that have been the best incentives to keep employees on with the company? Has it been, you know, maybe money? Has it been like, you know, equity in the company? Has it just been like uh, working with, you know, having somebody that just loves working with like the people that they're working with, right? Like a great, you know, work environment. So I, I would say like there, there isn't like a one size fits all. Like it's really dependent on the person that you're talking to. Um, and it's also dependent on the roles, right? I mean, if you're, if you're hiring salespeople, you want to motivate them to make sales and you want to make sure that when they're doing what you're asking them to do, you're like compensating them properly. Um, and for other opportunities, you know, like say joining Lumps and recruiting or something, that's a risk. Like it's, I'm like one guy right now, just like running the thing. And I'm like, listen, like I can give you an opportunity, but I have to figure out how to make that opportunity appealing to the person coming in. And so that's a negotiation. Um, and it's, I think, you know, people sometimes are afraid to say what they want when they're looking for jobs, but, I find that super valuable. Like when I can have a conversation with someone, they're like, no, like this is what I'm looking for. I'm like, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> True. Awesome. <laughs> uh, and so uh, w when you're going around, uh, you know, recruiting or finding the right people for the job, uh, what characteristics have you seen uh, in potential employees uh, that have, you know, ha that have made them most successful or have like made them the best for that sort of job? Like, I, I know that's very varied, but like coming, breaking it down to uh, characteristics, is it like passion, is it drive? Like what, what have you sort of like, is it uh, communicational skills? Uh, what, what, what have you sort of seen? Um, I think uh, what I'll talk about most recently is um, like I'm helping Versature build their sales team. And so we're attracting relatively entry-level salespeople, probably, you know, having like a year of sales experience um, kind of is like the sweet spot really, but like obviously, you know, we're open to different profiles. Um, but uh, yeah, I think when we're talking to someone, we're really looking to kind of see that that person is hungry and driven to do those things. Cause especially working remotely, it's uh, you're going to have to have some self-motivation to be able to succeed in a sales role. Um, so that's a huge thing. And it's, it's kind of hard to gauge that without just talking to people. So like the reality is uh, for this particular role, I talked to a ton of people. Okay. Okay. Awesome. It was just like, you, you, you just went out and you tried to find somebody that was like that, that sort of showed self-motivation. And, and with that, how do you sort of find that? Is that asking about like what they did? Like, well, it, it would probably be um, 
a basis of like asking like do, do you have certain questions that you ask them beforehand like when you're interviewing somebody to sort of say like is this person you know the right fit for this let's say for a sales role or something like what, what do you sort of look like the self-motivation is a big one right and how do you sort of tell that from a person because you only have like let's say an hour meeting or a couple you know let's say a couple one hour meetings how, how can you sort of like determine if somebody's like you know this person's actually very self-motivated it's it is hard to tell for sure um i mean that's a pretty like intangible quality you can't just like write self-motivated on your resume and like people are going to be like oh this guy's self-motivated um but it's definitely something that like i think as you're talking to someone you know there's um definitely like a flow of conversation that i like to go through and typically uh, through that flow there's a few questions you know like why sales and all of that fun stuff um, and I wouldn't say there's any like particular right answer, but you can kind of hear uh, when people are excited to talk about it. And that's like a huge, a huge factor for me. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not the guy who went and got an MBA. And, like I'm actually still continuing my business diploma right now. Um, so I like, I really value someone that is like just driven and kind of like scrappy, I guess. Um, and that's probably my own personal bias a little bit. Um, but it's something that does speak to me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. And I know that like talking to, uh, I, I, I've, I've spoken with other, like uh, not let's say recruiters, but like people that are like looking to hire people for their job and they sort of have like, they, everybody sort of has their own process. Like, like some people like, people that come from like a sports back, like not like a sports background, but played, played a lot of like competitive, like if they played competitive hockey or competitive football or, or something like that, like team sports that are at a competitive level, uh, they use that to gauge like, oh, this person, you know, is like they're, they're self-motivated in a drive from being like young, uh, you know, be, being a young kid and being wanting to play at like a competitive level, right? Or, you know, other people that are like, um, I was talking to one guy and he said uh, how, how he's, um, when he was first starting his career, how he actually got one of the jobs was actually, he was talking about uh, training for a marathon and actually setting goals and that actually hitting goals. And the, the guy liked him because he said, you know how to set goals, you know how to hit these goals uh, and you know how to create like realistic goals instead of saying like, you know, just putting these outlandish goals that you never hit. It's like, you're very realistic and you actually are dedicated and consistent to hitting them. Uh, so is there anything else like that, that you sort of use in your process to sort of determine if somebody's like, uh, you know, like the, the right fit for the organization? I, I know that's very, very, very broad because, you know, like for each sort of job, you're looking for a specific sort of uh, personality type uh, and also qualifications as well. But is there anything else that, you know, uh, let's say a, a, a new startup could use to sort of find, uh, you know, sort of like gauge um, potential, you know, uh, employees? I mean, I think especially for startups, you have to be like really conscious of the people that you're bringing in because you're small. Um, but like, I think it even starts at, you know, figuring out, okay, what is it that we need this person to do? And then you can start to kind of build out skills from there and like a profile. Um, and then obviously, you know, you're not going to talk to people that match the exact profile that you envisioned in your head because that's, that's not reality. Um, but you can have some ideas and then when you start talking to people you're like okay this is kind of what i'm getting at this is what it looks like um so it's definitely a process um and i think you know you you made a good uh sort of allusion to sports there um that is one indicator of like you know someone who is driven towards success or like used to a competitive environment like sports are competitive and it's it is a grind so like if, if someone is like, okay, like, I, I really like that. Sometimes sales is a good outlet for that kind of, uh, that kind of drive. 
Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and 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 I very much, yeah, like I've actually seen that uh, sort of when when you were saying that, I sort of just realized that more in depth. Uh, was that like, yeah, a lot of like, if, if you look back on like the uh, quite quite a few salespeople did actually pay play a lot of sports and competitive sports, right? And they like that environment of like go, you know, going out and like the process of like chasing, you know, chasing clients or chasing things, right? And and they like that sort of like the game of it, right? Uh, so what what uh, and I'll jump into like a sort of a different topic, but. Uh, what can uh, job seekers do uh, or people, uh, people looking for jobs that, uh, what can they do to sort of stand out to uh, employers? Um, so, I mean, especially right now, there, there's a lot of people applying for jobs. Um, so I think, you know, it is important to do something a little differently. Um, so um, some of the things that I know Versager has played with and I haven't actually followed up with them to see what the success is, but like they have sort of a, a video section of the application where like you get to explain to them in your application, uh, I think the question was like, how do you fry an egg? Um, but we would just want to see how you like engage and kind of explain a concept like this. Um, and it's, it's particularly relevant to the role that they were trying to recruit for. Um, so I think that's a big piece of it for sure. Um, you know, being able to engage and stuff like that is only going to help your resume stand out. Um, I'm a huge fan of cover letters. I know there's a lot of mixed feelings around it, but like, uh, to me, it's just a chance to kind of make your personality, uh, stand out from your resume. Um, and if it, like a well-written cover letter, I think is a slam dunk. Um, now, I mean, I'm sure everyone's definition of a well-written cover letter is different, but, uh, it's, I don't think you have anything to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. And, and, and I, I actually agree with that. Uh, I, I, I like cover letters myself. Um, so but, uh, jumping, I, I, I know that was a, you gave a lot of good points. Is there anything else that, uh, you know, going in a little bit more in depth with it, uh, that employee employees, uh, can do to sort of find, like, I, I know that like right now there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of like, uh, you know, stress cause you know, jobs are being lost and like, um, so like, and you know, when, when, when you have that sort of stress going into an interview, uh, an interview actually gets a lot harder um, to sort of, you know, come across like the true person you are, right? If you're nervous or something like that. Uh, so is there any sort of tips or tricks that you use uh, that, that you tell like potential recruits or something that like um, that they can use to sort of like calm themselves down and sort of get ready to like go into an interview and sort of like, you know, knock it out of the park and be like, just be themselves and be very confident in what their, uh, in what their capabilities are. It's, that's hard advice to give. Cause I mean, it's really, it's really about, you know, kind of generating that self-confidence in that sort of scenario. Sometimes I think just getting the reps in is like, kind of just helps you be more comfortable in that scenario. Um, there's definitely some, you know, interview dynamics and tricks and stuff um, that will help you a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to go off and like list them all. Like it's definitely something to look into. I think if you think that there's some value there for you. Um, but one of the things that I would say is pretty big is like, we look at recruiters as a way to kind of leverage their network to help, uh, you know, facilitate your entry into a company or get that interview. Um, but really like, and probably salespeople are actually better at this. Um, after you like apply to a company or show interest, like reach out to the people who are going to be part of that process directly and like try and have a conversation with them because like that's going to draw attention to your application. Um, it's, 
you know, sometimes easier said than done, but uh, that can have a really huge impact. And I think it's something that is really underutilized. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I actually love that a lot. Uh, and when I was in real estate, I, I actually used that strategy was like, uh, when I was interviewing for a company, uh, I reached out to not just the manager that I was going to be in charge, like that was going to be in charge of like the hiring process, but also other high level people in that company. Uh, and just ask for a coffee meeting. Uh, I know that's hard to do now, but maybe like a virtual meeting or something, 15, virtu uh, 15 minute virtual meeting, uh, just to sort of pick their brain and sort of how they, you know, be, uh, became successful in that organization. Right. And the surprising thing is a lot of people actually say yes to that. Like, uh, you know, like, you know, if, if, if you're a younger person or, you know, it doesn't have to be a younger person, a person of any age, um, just asking somebody being like, Hey, you know, like how, how did you become successful in that business? Or like, can I have 15 minutes of your time? You'll actually be surprised about how many people actually say, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I'd love to have a conversation about that. And if they say no, like that's completely fine too. There's plenty of other people in that company that you can reach out to and have a coffee meeting with. Right. Yeah. And I think that makes sense. You know, generally people want, I think to feel like they're being helpful and, you know, helping someone else in their own career. And, if you can share some advice that might help someone along, like it's uh, probably, you know, something that you're going to see a lot of success with. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I know we touched on it a bit uh, with uh, employers and different incentives or stuff. Uh, but have you seen anything else that's very interesting that makes uh, employers stand out to employees and attracting, uh, you know, very high quality uh, employees to that business? So, um, what I would say is that it comes down or some of it anyway, um, comes down to like the fundamentals of what a business is. Um, I mean, for example, um, I know that techies love getting their hands into something that is a technical product for sure. Um, so when you can actually kind of talk about, you know, the, the ins and outs of that a little bit, it's, uh, it can really attract the right people. Um, now, that is something that I think uh, I've seen a lot of value with in terms of like when I'm working closely with clients, I can talk about it a lot more confidently and a lot better because um, I get to know uh, specifically what kind of technologies they use and how they organize those things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So having actually having like understanding the technical side of it uh, of the business actually helps for finding like having that, being able to have that conversation about like for like you're saying for it people, uh, actually in depth and understanding what they're going to be working on actually helps a lot. And it, and it sort of provides you with something in common with that person. Right. And you're able to build like rapport and understand them on, on a deeper level. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not a software developer. There's definitely a limit to my technical knowledge. Um, and as soon as I start getting like really nitty gritty with the software developer, like they know it, I know it. We, we all are, we're like, okay, like you're not a software developer. But I, I do have some basics. I've like, you know, put up my own website. Uh, I try to understand these things. And I think that's just like a natural sort of uh, thing that I want to know. But it does help a lot if you can actually advertise and talk about kind of what that is. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So uh, jumping now to uh, what, what have you seen that helps businesses recruit and keep uh, great talent? I, I, I know it's like the same question over again, but I'm just trying to see if there's anything else that sort of, uh, you know, comes to top of mind with you that like, you know, something that maybe you didn't mention or something of that, uh, you know, that you, you could give value to on. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think part of it is, you know, what, uh, what is in it for you? Um, so, I mean, I've seen that uh, a 
few companies definitely like to even just include that in the job application to make it that more obvious. Um, but it, it's kind of a double-edged sword because if you make it like super obvious, that person doesn't even have to like research your organization. They're just like, oh, like I read your job description and I know what's happening. So like I really appreciate it when I'm talking to someone and I can see their vested interests. They're like, yeah, like I watched some videos on you guys online. Like I checked your website. I know your products, I know your packages. I'm like, okay, this person like legitimately like has interest in what we're doing and they've like prospected me properly. Um, that's super cool. And I mean, the, like I, I think I just use a couple of sales terminologies there, you know, prospecting and all of that fun stuff. But typically, even if you're talking to like, a, you know, an infrastructure uh, engineer or something or like a software developer, uh, it's, it's just that vested interest to be like, what am I actually working on? Um, so yeah, you can, you can really kind of gauge from there. Um, and then again, it's about, you know, creating that environment where, uh, they're going to want to contribute and come to work every day. Um, and if you, if you can successfully create something like that, um, you know, you're not going to have that person up and leave every time a recruiter goes, Hey, you like, do you want to grab a cup of coffee? Um, they're, they're actually, they're happy with what they're doing right now. So you know, they may, they may have a cup of coffee. They may want to build their network still, but they're not interested in leaving your company. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That, that, that is, uh, that is some great advice. So I, I know we're coming to the end here. Uh, where, where can people find out, uh, more about your business, more about what you're doing? Uh, you know, that there's a lot of people right now looking for, uh, you know, jobs and other things like of that nature. So how, how could they get into contact with you and sort of have like, you know, a virtual coffee meeting, uh, to talk with you further? Um, so like LinkedIn is, uh, doing some pretty crazy things these days. It's like exploding. And so I, I live on LinkedIn cause I'm a recruiter. I'm sure a lot of recruiters do. Um, so I would say that's a really great place to start. Um, I'm definitely pretty responsive on it, but as well, like I have my own website, uh, lumsonrecruiting.com. Um, so you can, you know, log on to there and uh, sort of apply as a candidate or as someone who needs to kind of build that business and get some advice that way. Um, so there's definitely some different avenues, but uh, I'm always I'm always happy to talk. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, before we go, is there anything else that on the top of your head that you want to mention, maybe about a future project or anything like that, or anything else you just want to mention in general? Uh, in general, maybe you know your sure. YouTube channel or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a lot of work with Movember this month, uh, because it's, uh, it, it is November. Um, so you get to see my, my crusty little mustache here. Um, but, uh, it's basically, you know, I think it's something that uh, this year, especially we're seeing a lot of social isolation. So, um, I've just tried to create some online virtual events to kind of increase that connection. Um, and so I, I definitely encourage people to check them out. Uh, Movember Ottawa on Facebook has those events listed. We've got a virtual trivia night. We've got uh, a live stream concert one night and we have a virtual yoga event. So uh, that's, those are the ones that I'm immediately uh, looking at. But as I sort of connect with the greater Movember, uh, we're, we're gonna talk about some more events that are happening outside of Ottawa. But since it's all virtual, it's like, you know, do it all. Yeah, yeah, true. Oh yeah, th 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 thank you again for, uh, for, for bringing that up with uh, Movember and, and stuff. Uh, so yeah, guys, if, if you made it to the end of the podcast, thank you very much uh, for listening. Uh, highly, highly recommend you go check out uh, Jeremy, his, his company and what they're doing, uh, and also Movember as well. Um, and, it, and it was great having you on the show, Jeremy. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Max. I'll talk to you soon.